Greetings, heathens. Welcome to another episode of Hail Satan. This is a podcast exploring Satanism, culture, and life in general through the eyes of modern Satanists. My name is Joseph Rose. I am a member of the Satanic Temple and founder of Satanic Delco. And my name is Caton Kathari. I'm a member of Satanic Delco. A super brand new member, right? Absolutely. I guess we should we we could give a brief retelling of just how brand new you are. We're we're recording this episode right now on Sunday, right? Is it Sunday? It yeah. is Sunday. On Sunday, November 1st, the hours after Halloween night, which is when we met for the first time. It is. And that was also the day that you became a member of it, Satanic Delco. It absolutely is. It was a blessing all around. Last night was completely a blessing, and I am so happy for it. Thank you. Yeah, everything came together pretty well. Um, Caton became a member of our little group yesterday morning, and just through a series of random events, he found himself at our little ritual that we held last night, which was also a first. That was the first time we did a ritual of our own, and I think it was successful. I didn't even know that. That is completely awesome yeah you felt pretty good about it no i feel amazing about yeah. it. yeah cool so guys later on in the show i'm gonna play an interview i did with a man named steve hill he is a two-time senatorial candidate from california and we spoke on the subject of where the fuck are all the black satanists but first i'm going to take care of some of the usual business that i need to do and I think you'll be able to give me some insight into that topic as well Yeah. Uh, once we get there. Uh, so I won't waste any more time. First, I want to mention we have three new patrons that have joined the show. So I want to give them a little attention. We have Angel, or is it Angel Valentino Gonzalez? Thank you very much. We've got Justin Kyle. He has just joined us on Patreon also. And a man or a woman, I guess there's no way to tell, whose name was only listed as Casket. Nice. Casket. Nice. Uh, (laughs) So Angel slash Angel, Justin, and Casket, thank you all very much. I really appreciate your support on the Patreon channel. Before I forget, let me just tell you our website. You should all visit HailSatanPodcast.com. You can find links to all of our social media platforms, which you should join, a form to send us an email, and a link to our cool, exciting, fun Patreon channel where you can directly support the show and get some bonus content and on and on and on. We also have some listener emails that I'm going to read right now. We've got a wild collection of international listeners this time, so let me get to them. Frederick from Stockholm, Sweden, writes in, Hey, Hail Satan Podcast. Just wanted to take the opportunity around Halloween to send thoughts and thanks for an amazing podcast and for the work you're doing. As a curious newborn Satanist living in Sweden, 
I had the initial feeling that it'd be difficult to find like-minded peers and to engage in discourse around the topic of Satanism and the Satanic Temple. But finding your podcast and listening to your rational, personal way of explaining things alongside hearty guests has been of great help, especially in these chaotic times. You're reaching followers from all over the world, and it's making a difference. Keep up the good work, and may you all have splendid, hallowed holidays. Thank you, Frederick from Stockholm. I'm pretty pumped that we're getting so many people from all around the world. That definitely blows my mind. Yeah, I'm, I, I didn't I'm stoked about that myself. I mean, I I guess I if I take a moment to think about it, it's obvious that a podcast reaches everyone on the internet pretty much. But I don't know. I didn't give much thought to people from all of these different places. Um, I got a nice message from Dale Skinner, lead organizer of the Friends of the Satanic Temple Germany. He sent a wild, long email detailing his history with religion, Satanism, his whole journey. Uh, It's too long to read on the show right now, but I wanted to acknowledge it and say thank you very much, Dale. I do really appreciate it very much. Thank you for listening and taking the time to write that all out. Your story is very interesting and is not dissimilar from, you know, so many of us, I think, but I really appreciate it. And again, that one's coming from Germany. And one last one, we've got Jordana writing in. Morning, I'm a super excited Satanist from Perth involved in the Friends of the Satanic Temple Australia group, which is working toward chapterhood right now. I just wanted to shoot you an email to say that I love the show. I've never done the Patreon thing before, but definitely wanted to support this. He or she, I'm not quite sure, went on to say much more, and it was all very kind. Finally, regardless, I'm here now, and you're not getting rid of me anytime soon. Ave Satanas, Jordana. So thank you, Jordana, and everyone else for writing in. Caton. Yes. How about we talk a little bit about your own history with religion and, you know, how you found yourself looking towards Satanism in the first place? For me, it started with knowledge. Uh, at first, it was a punishment, and then I realized I had a knack for reading. So my mom had, like, certain books that I would have to, like, do, I guess you could call, like, book reports and whatnot out of. And then she had a certain section that I was told not to read. Well, I got uh, older. Yes. I got older. <laughs> she forgotten about telling me not to read certain books. And so I read. <laughs> yeah. I found out about like witches, old school magic, other religions and beliefs. And also for me, like I had such a checkered religious background with my mother being from India and being Hindu at one point and then becoming Christian, me being baptized as a Lutheran and having Muslim cousins, you know what I mean? So as I grew older, I grew more so, plus I didn't like church. I really, right. I mean, personally, just the setting to me was uncomfortable. I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't focused. I was lost. By the time realistically I started church, I didn't know what part of the Bible we were in, how to find what the pastor or the preacher was speaking of in the Bible and stuff like that. So I was just not really interested. I don't know that I've ever run into anybody that said, when I was a kid, I loved and had so much fun at church. Yeah, no. Like, no, no, so few people have that experience, I think. Yeah. So as I got older, I mean, I just, I, for me, being 
very into knowledge and finding out things like via the internet or books. Um, like I believe in aliens. There's something out there. There's other galaxies we can't reach. Who's to say that they're not real? Sure. The only thing for me that drives my curiosity and my passion for learning and feeling that I have, I mean, some sort of untapped power or whatever inside myself is through Satanism. Where did you first bump into the idea of Satanism? Where did that come onto your radar? Um, I want to say when I was like 14, my mom had given me to the state. Started skateboarding, stuff like that, hanging out with friends, like chilling in the woods, stumbled across some ritual type thing going on. And also, like I said, to me, it's more so the discovery of self. And like, it, it retorts back to what you're capable of. Yeah. Like, and honestly, also, and I, I hate to be that guy, but like, I've prayed to God many a times. Sure. Not once has everything or anything gotten better for me through sheer faith in him. For sure. I mean, to be blunt. Yeah. So, and then, <laughs> I mean, I would go out on a limb and say, that's never happened for anyone ever. If we're going with the belief that God's not real, then it's never worked for anybody. So that's when it really hit home for me this year, even more so which is why I did a little digging and found you guys is because it's about myself. Yeah. I need to take care of me. I need to do better for me. And anything that's going to happen good for me has to come from me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's who you can count on at the end of the day. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's me believing in my magic. Yeah. Did you, did you discover our group satanic delco first or did you generally stumble onto the satanic temple first i generally stumbled onto the satanic temple and then i stumbled across satanic delco through just doing a little digging on facebook and also recalling from an active member come to find out i actually have several friends that belong to the group through facebook oh really yes oh you are you have other friends in our group yes oh cool cool even better yeah, it is small world. That's happened so many times. So I mentioned I did this interview with Steve Hill where we focused on just the general wondering about where are all the black Satanists. I have to honestly say I wonder the same thing. Yeah. Um, I Maybe know you can offer some, some insight. I definitely have an opinion that it's it's a free world and you should not shy away from who you really are regardless of your skin color. And if you're thinking that it's not for you to begin with, then you're wrong. Yeah. Um, so where y'all at? That's what I want to know. Yeah. There's definitely, there's got to be some, I don't know, fairly deeply ingrained cultural things that yes. that are making it be that way. And um, it, it really, this is not the time for that. This is definitely not the time for that. This is the time where... You need to find like-minded people, um, people that you can just even bond with. Like my cousin, like I said, he killed himself in the military. You mean he was in the military and he killed himself this year. Grown man, had a family, left behind kids, everything. Knew the risk. You know what I mean? And not saying that this was exactly for him, but still in this time, it could save this, could save someone else. You know what I mean? Meaning like the the ideals and things that come 
along with the satanic temple. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you mean a sense of being able to get whatever negative or demonic feelings or thoughts that you may have out to other people so you actually don't bring it into fruition. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like definitely in the black community because there's high suicide rates that people don't speak about. Yeah. And I guess how much of it do you think is just cultural stuff? Like it's easy to find a lot of people that are into similar things within Satanism. You're going to find a lot of people into heavy metal. You're going to find a lot of people into, you know, certain type of shit that also gravitate towards Satanism. And a lot of those things are also less common in the black community, I think. Like if you go to your average whatever fucking heavy metal concert, you're going to see a lot of white people. Honestly, you do see a lot of black kids in some um, concerts. Like, I went to the last Warp Tour. Mm-hmm. There were so many black kids. It was great to see, actually. But I don't think, like, they are open more so about what religious path that they want to walk. And that, to me, I'm not going to say shameful because you definitely don't want to shame anyone. But, I mean, it's okay to express that, too. Yeah. Well, and that a pressure exists. Yeah. Right? Like, a pressure exists inside any community. If you veer too far from the norm in whatever your thing is, just social circles, racial groups, whatever it might be, if you veer too far from what is the norm, you can face some level of scrutiny or being ostracized or criticized or whatever. But the way I also, I mean, I come from an older era too. I'm 35. So like the way I see it is like, if you're already going to go that far and be you and like dye your hair, pierce your face, get tattooed, wear the band tees, get in the mosh pits, feel the music, why can't you be completely open with who you are? If that's how you feel about like Satanism. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't mean, again, this is coming from, you know, I'm a 42 year old white dude who never really had anything that resembled strict religion or anything pushed on me too harsh as a kid, you know, it was, there was a little bit of it here and there, but it wasn't a significant part of my upbringing. And I know that even for very casually religious people, I feel like within the black community, there's just a general background of religion or spirituality even from families that aren't like hardcore going to church all the time. Yeah. There's just a general background of that's a thing. Yeah. Like, um, definitely growing up in a black community, you always hear, I'm a strong Christian man. It is definitely Christianity. Yeah. Um, but even still, like you got so many people who are just, they don't even know what to look towards. They're just like, I'm atheist or I'm agnostic. And it's like, that's to me, that was me for a while. And I was just like, you know what? That's me just like not caring or really like not trying to find a faith in something. And as I got older, I realized like faith goes a long way in whatever religion you practice. Yeah. But you need to actually want to start to have faith to get shit done. Firstly, it needs to be faith in yourself. And honestly, for me, the satanic temple and Satanism focuses on thyself definitely <laughs> <There's> <laughs> been, we've had a lot of that on our minds recently 
thyself is thy master has been a theme. And I think we're going to focus on it a lot more. That's moving why forward. I felt so liberated on the blue moon last night. Yeah. Yeah. That really was, was kind of nice. Well, all right, guys, we're going to get into the interview I did with Steve Hill. Hopefully you'll find that interesting or enjoyable. He is quite a character. So dig into that. My guest on the show today is a man named Steve Hill. If you're not yet familiar with Steve, he is a former U.S. Marine, former prison guard, a stand-up comedian, a Democrat who has run for the state Senate in California, and an organizer for the Satanic Temple in Los Angeles. Welcome to the show, Steve. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. That is a hell of a resume to start. Is, did I miss anything important on there? Well, let, let, me, let me just recalibrate you a little bit. Sure. In the, in the uh, we would call it the early days of the Los Angeles chapter of the Satanic Temple Law. Uh, that's where uh, I uh, first started, right. you know, getting my feet into, into the satanic game as an, as an activist, which was cool. But, but uh, since that chapter broke up, I think it reorganized as the Southern California TST chapter, which I, I think it, it means San Diego, Los Angeles, the Inland Empire, which is San Bernardino, Riverside. But uh, yeah, now I'm just a big supporter of TST because of the aspect of... Uh, doing things on a, in a, from a legal perspective or actually going into court and, and battling it out and finding out truth and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big supporter of TST, but everything else is uh, factually correct. At the, at the very core of what I wanted to talk with you about today is the fact that you are both a Satanist and a black man, which I've found is apparently a pretty rare combination. Um, but before we delve too deep into that, maybe you can you can tell us just a little bit about why or how you found yourself attracted to Satanism in the first place. Well, how it how it actually happened, I I had no really had no idea that they even existed because of uh, you know I, I was uh, performing and and doing a little speaking at um, the more traditional secular events and, and conferences. You know, like the American Atheist Conference, I performed there in Memphis. I performed in Austin, Texas. And I just happened to be in St. Louis, in my hometown of St. Louis, at a conference. I think it's Gateway to Reason Conference. And uh, that's where I met Lucian. <laughs> Lucian, Gra- Lucian Graves. Mm-hmm. I, I, I call him Doug, but some people don't. I don't know. Anyway, I, we had a mutual friend, and, and she told me, uh, it's like, Steve, you ought, you ought to check into being a Satanist. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm already black. This shit is hard enough as an atheist. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want, you know, I mean, you, you're piling on now if you're black and an atheist and a devil lover and all kinds of shit. It just, it just gets kind of freaky. It was even kind of freaky to me the way it was presented. But then as we spoke more about it, she told me about the legal action and, and things that happen and transpire in a court of law. And I thought to fight for the separation of church and state from that aspect of being an adversary as being Lucifer, the fallen angel, you know, and, and everything's that come, you know, I'm, I'm totally not, not into theology and, and theistic shit like that. I'm just, just a plain old human being. But the concept of fighting something that they obviously believe in, the boogeyman, which would be Satan, Using that and turning it against them to fight them in a court of law, 
was absolutely brilliant, you know, and me, Doug and I talked and I was like, hey, man, we need to get a chapter in, in L.A. But little did I know there were already like three people. The nucleus of, the, of our group was already formed. So when I got back to L.A., I, I, I jumped right in and we were, you know, <laughs> creating protests and protesting the missions and cleaning up beaches and just doing good shit, you know. So when the, when was this? What year was this going on? This was I do believe it was 2015. Yeah, this was right right after they had the big ceremony in Detroit, you know, <laughs> bringing forth the Baphomet to the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was cool. I wish I could have been there for that. Yeah, those were exciting times, I guess, with the Satanic Temple getting everything kind of kicked off as far as the public is concerned. Yeah. And, you know, the more they stay in court, to me, the more appealing they are, because at least it di- it's a demonstration of, of somebody putting up resistance and fighting all of this ancient bullshit they call the Bible and all of that fairy tale shit. It's just it's as it's just an asinine, ancient, superstitious concept to me. So I like totally reject religion. In all aspects, you know, I don't even want to talk that spirituality shit that like some people like to fall back on and sure. still have something to hold on to when, you know, you look at it, basically, it's, it's basically us and it's always just proven to be us. So we create gods to scare people and, you know, it's out of ignorance, pure ignorance to me, religion and fright and scared and scared of the unknown. You know, everybody's scared to die. So what? Everybody's going to die. That's a fact. Religion, you know, on its own is one thing, but when it starts to bleed into the law and government, I guess that's when it gets a little bit more dangerous. Yeah, it gets real dangerous because we all don't, you know, we all shouldn't be forced to think alike. Right. You know, and around here, I live in North Los Angeles County. It's been traditionally a Republican stronghold. And the demographics are now currently changing to be a majority Democrat and independent. But in this area, like in the city of Lancaster, for example, per capita, they have more churches than anywhere else in the state of California. I mean, the the, the mayor deems the whole city a, a Christian community. Yeah. You know, and I, I talked to him one day and I just I just had to ask him, like, what if you're not a Christian and you're in this community? Is it not our community also? Or are we just kind of like renting Section 8, some shit like that? What did he have to say about that? <laughs> it, th- there was no answer. Yeah, of course not. They're, politicians, man. They, they, one thing politicians are good at, and I learned this from running for office. I got a lot of friends now I've made from running for office, and I got a lot of them battling it out right now. <laughs> In a few days, they'll, they'll know if they got a job or not. But these people, you, you know, you, you meet them and you, you become friends, and basically everybody wants the same, pretty much the same thing. Everybody wants wants food to eat, you know, a job, safe community, good schools. Everybody pretty much wants the same thing. But when you throw religion in, it just fucks everything up. Yeah. Because now you, you you're judging people and you're sending certain people to jail and prison. It's it's uh <laughs> it's just amazing. That's why I like to I'm the biggest advocate for the separation of church and state. And when you put all of these, you know, you you got uh, up here, you got the sheriff station tweeting out religious quotes, you know, on a on a county Twitter account. I mean, totally government owned. 
Yeah, they're, they're, and that, that business flies all the way up to the, the head office there of the president of the United States. They, you know, and of course we have Trump at the moment, but it's nothing new. I mean, just about every president has always used some religious yeah. rhetoric at times. That's and you know, it's it's dangerous. For sure. <laughs> it's dangerous because you're gonna automatically have people who oppose it, people who are of a different religion or of no religion at all, like me. <laughs> So you're, you're going to automatically have adversaries and people that resist you. And just think all you have to do is relieve, leave religion out of it. And now you've, you've got a, a factor or a data point that don't even have to be analyzed. Exactly. Because nobody's thinking about it. Right. It's out of the equation. Now let's just get to the shit that's real. Like how you've been fucking over black people for all these centuries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Our education. Uh, <laughs> you know abuse of women trying to take women reproductive rights i mean we got so many other problems but they use religion to divide us and keeps us actually retards us from solving our real problems as humans do you see any future in the political game you, you you've had a couple of runs in the oh, past man i i uh yeah and, and and actually i did pretty good for a black satanist yeah for sure <laughs> Yeah, I mean when you when you when you're when you're in a a race and there's four candidates, you're a black Satanist and you come in third, you fucking won. Yeah, that <laughs> is that is a, an, an uphill battle, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's uphill battle, and I do it. I do it solely to pave the way for somebody else, man. Sure, you know somebody somebody that's not a black Satanist, just somebody that's just can admit, yeah, I, I'm I'm not religious. Let's leave religion out of it. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think just having it out there, uh, I've experienced getting some just some local press with the group that I'm involved with out here in Pennsylvania. And when we get some local press for a charity action or something that we've done, the other effect that it has is raising awareness for Satanism and the Satanic Temple in general. Right. Uh, and the more of that that gets talked about, I guess the better it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. That's why I'm going to always be a big supporter of the Satanic Temple, because, I mean, they, they're truly fighting for something I believe in, you know? Yeah. So e even you, you sort of touched on it there. But why do you suppose there are so few black Satanists? Oh, <laughs> I'm sure there's got to be plenty of reasons touching on this one, right? You know, it's such a it's such a simple answer, <laughs> but but it's but it's so complex. You could also ask yourself, I attend a lot of uh, secular conferences. Why are there no black people hardly ever? You know, I go there. I'd be telling jokes in a room of 500 people and there's six black people in the audience. Yeah. And I've got these really harsh <laughs> religious <laughs> jokes. And it's like all the white people are scared to laugh. Right. And it's only six black people and you can't hardly see them in the dark. <laughs> but <laughs> But yeah, it's hard to explain. We, we're not going to advertise that we're an atheist in our community. You know, with approximately 87% of Blacks believing in some kind of God or deity, you're not going to go advertising that you're an atheist in the Black community. That's just, that's just fact. That's the truth. You better be totally in, ready to be independent or have a lot of uh, very deep conversations with close family mem members. Yeah. So, you know. Is it, is it sort of just a matter of 
being ostracized socially or oh the 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 ridic the ridicule yeah and socially it's like you know you're put into a category of being less than because you don't think like everyone else right so it's kind of an inferiority thing you would have to be able to deal with that which i deal great because i don't give a fuck about what nobody thinks and i'm you know i'm independent i got my own business and you know grown-ass man stuff so I can be free, and I like to say sometimes I'm the freest black man in America. I like to be free to say and think what I want to. For sure. You know, have an opinion. So that feels good from that aspect. But every everybody is not in that in my position. You know, you got your social circles and people and people coming in and out. And the easiest thing would to do would be just never to talk about it. Yeah. Because you don't have to hear like three or four other people and shit spreading rumors about you. And, you know, for people that care, you know, a lot of people are kind of simple minded, not weak minded, but you know, they, they concern themselves with that stuff. Yeah. To me, it's yeah. like that, that shit is like, you know, elementary school, but in the in African-American community, it's a lot of pressure for you to conform, you know, maybe just speaking from, from your own family experience growing up, is religion a prominent part of that, or is it more of just a casual, you know, not necessarily a weekly visit to church, but just a casual background of that religious spirituality happening? Mm. Or, or was it more I, of a more of an active church going situation? No, I don't. You know what? It's it's kind of it's kind of uh, prevalent in any conversation you have in the African American community. Somebody's going to make a reference to I'm blessed or God this or God that. Right. And it's, it's inescapable. You know, you, you're not going to live within that community and not have to, at some point kind of confirm someone's else affirmation of, you know, let them know, yeah, you're right. I think just like you, yeah, bless you. All that old bullshit. Yeah. It's kind it's complicated, man. I mean, talking religion and, and, and making jokes about religion and, Anything re- religion and black people, people don't want to go near that. It's like a tiring conversation. I did a show with Neil deGrasse Tyson, but I sat in the front row when he spoke. And I was thinking of meeting him and having, you know, see, see what he think. But I spoke to another friend of, of mine and he said that uh, Neil, <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson wanted nothing to do with trying to tell black people that there is no God. He's like, I don't even want to have that conversation. I, I ain't got time for that shit. I don't have the energy for it. Yeah. And I understand, I understand them. It's, it's a man, it's a, it's a hard uh, realization when, when the, the, the people you want to help your own people, you want to get them off of, off of something that I think is actually detrimental to our progress and development in America, which is religion. But Man, it's like a baby with a pacifier in its mouth. You know how they start sucking hard when you they think you're getting ready to pull it out? Right. They hold on to it harder. Like, oh, no, that's my God. My, You know, it's like, oh, gee. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to talk about, think about, make jokes about. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about it. You know, it's like the re- deformed animal or some shit in a, in a crate somewhere. Yeah. People want to feed it and let it live, but nobody wants to bring it out and talk about these problems. Right. There's that built-in sort of core of religion and spirituality, but 
I was thinking just some of the things that, you know, cultural things that get associated so commonly with Satanism, just just things like, like, who do you find at meetings full of Satanists? You know, it's varied, but you're definitely going to find a good bunch of people who are into heavy metal, who are yeah, into some like yeah. goth type of stuff. I know, I know, I know. Uh, and I talked to, I, I've, I've been talking to Doug about this for uh, years, Lucian Graves about this for years. It's like, man, it'd be good to have, you know, other examples of Satanists besides the, the goth people and the, the heavy metal, you know, because people, I talked to a lot of people when we were, we had the chapter in LA and they were like, man, I'm, I'm glad you're here because you, you, you're different, you know, yeah. you're more normal. And uh, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to try to, I'm going to do a comedy special once all this COVID is over. But I want to try to attract more people to uh, Satanism just just as being an outsider. I want to attract the outsiders in America because I think it's more outsiders than people think. Oh, absolutely. It, man, that, that's been the one thing above all else that I've found in common amongst my you know group of Satanists that I socialize with and, and, and deal with on a daily basis one way or another so many of us feel like we've been that outsider person. Yeah. Uh, and even coming together, you know, you just realize, man, what a bunch of, what a bunch of misfits we are in one way or another, but it's not <laughs> right. so uncommon, you know? What a, what a motley crew we are. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's just, yeah. it's not so uncommon. There's enough of us. <laughs> it's so easy for a person to feel like the outsider in, in their life in one way or another. Right. Right. So you'll always, you'll always, I think in America too, because we we do enjoy some freedoms yeah. that other countries don't. You know, you're going to always have a segment of society that feels like an outsider. Absolutely. Yeah, and I guess maybe if you're born any kind of minority in this country, you're already maybe starting from that place of a little bit of outsider status. And yeah, then well. piling on <laughs> another, you know, now you're going to yeah. be an atheist. Now you're going to like now, Satan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, just keep cranking that shit up. What's yeah. going to be next? Fucking, yeah. uh, you know, satanic force from Mars. Yeah, I'd love to see like a nationwide statistic on what percentage of people are African-American Satanists. It must be shockingly low. Man, I'm I'm just going on a limb because there's, there's a couple of Facebook group groups. Yeah. There was this other, I forget the name of the group, people of, damn, what is it? Satanist of color, I think. Hmm. Yeah, Satan, Satanists of color. It's a like a a black group, or not necessarily black, but you know, not white. Different. They're not quite quite uh, heavy metal goth people. Right. They're just normal people of color, though. Yeah, those people. We all need to get together. I I don't think it's no more than about twenty right now. Really. That that percentage in America. I mean, I don't know if you could even count that low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's think wild. About, and you know, I'm the percentage if it's 20 people and we got how many? 300, 350 million. Yeah. Yeah. Quite low. We're not a lot right now. We're, we're not, we're not a force right now, but we're building. <laughs> so aside from all of that, all of the stuff that comes built into the African-American community and families and, and social life and all that stuff, have you noticed anything within modern Satanism itself, within the Satanic Temple, within their writings or the Seven Tenets or anything like that, that feels like it comes from 
a more specifically white perspective or something that for whatever reason, black people don't identify with in the same way? Because you know they, they do talk quite a bit about you know the struggle for justice and equality and all of this. So on the face of it, it seems very even, but perhaps there's some bits in there that I wouldn't be sensitive to. No, I, you know what? I think I think the tenets are, are pretty universal. Yeah. You know, in the in the in the basic foundation and structure, the, the way they're they're written. I know my my favorite one is it's the fourth one, where you have the right to offend. Right. Hey, and if you and if you fuck with somebody else's right to offend, your rights to offend could be provoked. <laughs> yeah. Well, and as a as a stand-up comedian, I feel like that the right to offend has to be pretty pretty close for you. Yeah, that hey man, that that one that one goes straight to the heart for me. Yeah. Because you know, you know, when 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 I read when I read that, I was like, okay, I can I can throw the rest of tenants out the window and just be a good motherfucker and just <laughs> I'll just stick to number four and I should be all right, man. Yeah. Just but remind yeah. yourself that you have that right. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not going to find nothing in the 10 commandments that talks about being decent to all creatures. I mean, you know how important that is to me to yeah. be decent to all creatures. Yeah, for sure. I got, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man with four dogs, two rabbits, three cats, two chickens. Mm. My kids were in four H, but, uh, yeah, I, I love animals. I love that the, the body is like your temple, which is great. I mean, who could go wrong with the seven tenants? That that's so I, I how I feel I about it. I can't criticize I can't I can't criticize I can't criticize the seven Are you in any way still active or affiliated with the, the local chapter over there? With well they're Southern Southern Cal the Southern California chapter. No, I don't I don't uh, speak with them. I just usually speak with a few people who are, are not even affiliated with that chapter. Other than that, you know, I, I like to find out what's going on. I like to, to call and directly talk to Lucian about what legal action is turtle in court. You know, what battles are you fighting in, in the courtroom, which are good, good, you know, <laughs> how they stay in good trouble. Yeah. They've, trouble. they've always got some of it going on. That's for sure. Yeah. They always got something on, on the fire. Yeah. Which is good. Which is better, more than I can say for the NAACP. I, I'm so sick of these groups because nothing is nothing is changing for us. I'll be uh, I don't want to date myself, but I'll be 60 years old next year, and really nothing is well. It's not it's not changing at a at a pace fast enough to empty these ghettos out. I think the best thing we we can do is empty these ghettos out, just to- totally demolish the ghettos where. People don't have to live in hyper segregated communities with no economic tax base. That would be a good place to start. That would be a good place to start. Yeah, I, fi- I feel like any kind of significant social change takes so, so long. It just moves so slowly. Yeah, yeah, like a big ship, I guess. And I, I don't see why right now religion isn't really taking a bashing. Because if, if there was a God out there that could do something about this, why the fuck is everyone trapped in their homes? Well, you know, Steve, they say God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're sick of this. <laughs> yeah. That's always the answer, right? When something doesn't make any damn sense or it's unexplainable, right. it's just, well, God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. He sure as fuck yeah, does. That, that about sums it up, don't it? Yeah. In the meanwhile, in the meanwhile, wear a mask 
and wash your hands. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, Steve, where can the people find you and, and keep up with what you're doing and what you have to say on all this? I'm getting ready. My daughter and I, we're getting ready to start my uh, satanic TikTok. So I'm getting ready to get on TikTok and talk shit with my horns on. Do you have a, a website or an Instagram or anything that you'd like to give out? Uh, Steve Hill comic. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I got my, my, uh, Steve, Steve Hill for, for Senate 2020. That Facebook page is, is still up for now. I'll probably take it down after the election. That's what happens when your black Satanist ass don't make it out of the primaries. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well, Steve, yeah. uh, thank you again for joining me and, and offering up your time and I wish you good luck in your future endeavors. Oh, thank you for having me once again. And you have a good day. You too. Take it easy, Steve. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Steve Hill. He was definitely an interesting character. Caden, any final words from you? Hail Satan. Fuck yeah. There we go. Let me remind you all one last time. Please visit HailSatanPodcast.com. Drop us an email. Let us know what you think. We'll talk to you soon. Stay safe out there. Shit, then at the evil free service, never, 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 never,